This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. What's up, bees? Hello. Welcome to the Brit on Blast podcast, where we put everything and anything on blast. We're back again. We're back. What's this week's roundup, Britain? So this week, I'm so excited because our, we have our very first guest, Heck yeah. Nicole Shutt, owner of Studio Sculpt here in Reno. I know. I'm so, so excited. Y'all know how much we love to work out around here. I cannot wait to learn more about her studio. I've personally worked out there, so I'm really excited to hear the behind the scenes of it. And I'm sure a lot of her clients and customers are too. So um, before we get into that, let's, yep. let me know how your week was. Yeah, let's talk a little bit. Yeah. Man, I just feel like this time is just so busy. Yeah, like the busyness is at peak level. I mean, there's like holiday parties. For BLFT specifically, like I said, I said last week, it's our busy season because everyone mm-hmm. is just pushing for Christmas gifts and Christmas shopping. And so I've put like a lot, and I think this is normal for business owners, but I put a ton of pressure on myself to like make it the most that it can be and be as successful as possible. Yep. But at the same time, I'm like, am I like just running myself into the ground and just being so busy on top of everything? Um, I've had so much going on with my family. Today's yeah. my sister's birthday. Which one? Bridget. Yay! And oh, I'm gonna have to have wish her a happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and my other sister graduated, and yeah. so it's just been like a lot of family stuff on top of this pressure with the business. Murdoch's hats is mm-hmm. hitting a ton of friction. And personally, I surprised John with a dog last week. And so that has been an adjustment period. Um, so yeah. Things are just like at an all-time high, but I'm very grateful for the business and um, kind of looking forward to January. I might take like a day or two Ooh, to, girl. to breathe. Amen. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I am I'm so happy to hear about the dog situation because I ran into Britain's dog at the park without Britain. Um, her, she was with her sisters. The puppy was with the sisters. Well, we were, we were surprised. It was a surprise. So my sisters watched the dog for a couple of days. And they took her to the dog park. I was like, you guys, she's not fixed. You Are you guys like, my God. When I saw you, I was like, why are you, why are you here? How did you get here? Well, so Bridget and I live like diagonal from each other from this park. So it's like our center ground. So we like meet each other there a lot. And we both have dogs. So that's like where everybody in the neighborhood goes to be with their dogs. And so she had, uh, Angel is your dog's name. Are you going to keep yeah. that name? We have to. She's a hunting dog. I mean, it's, yeah. And she came with that name. So I call her, we just call her Face because her middle name is Angel Face Nun. So we wow. just call her Face. But when she's, she's like hunting, baby face. Yeah. No, she, <laughs> I'm just like, how's Face? How's Face? <laughs> I love this. But Bridget was very concerned because this is um, Britain's first dog. Well, okay. First of all, our families had dogs, but they were just like horrible dogs. So I was like tainted. Got it. This is John's first ever dog. His family is like anti dog. Oh, shoot. So it, that was kind of interesting. I mean, they're coming around. They're being supportive. It's like, I was like, people get dogs all the time. It's not that big of a deal. Like, everyone calm down. And he's going to take her hunting. You'll be great. 
It's going to be great. You did pick a high energy job. Okay. Dog. Job. <laughs> a high energy job as well. Both, um, all of it's accurate. Yeah. No, she's, but she actually is chill. Is she? Yeah. She sleeps all day when I'm working. Oh just right next to me. Oh, I love this for you. I'm so excited. I can't wait to like get her and Sage together some more too. I know. I know. Okay. So back to you. Oh, sorry. Um, well, I'm just sick of talking about me. That's all we've done the last three episodes. So let's <laughs> make this about true. you. <laughs> Um, no, I'm good. Things after grandma are a little weird, as I think they could and should and probably will continue to be. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably the best way to describe grief, though. Like, we were at lunch yesterday, and my mom just, like, burst into tears because a grandma came in with her granddaughter. And it was like, oh. it's just going to be like that, I think. Um, and so, but it's bringing my family together in a really cool way. Like, this is going to be our first Christmas where we're all together, like, all of the cousins. Oh. And it's been a really long time since it's been that way. That's not true. My brother is currently in a crisis center. So my brother will not be with us for Christmas. My brother went missing last week. So sorry, it's okay. Such is life with mental illness. I literally cannot imagine not knowing where a sibling was. And you're like, yeah, my brother went missing. And I was like, oh, it's gnarly. It's a gnarly experience. And he's younger than me. And like, I always took care of him. He was like my little homie. And Mm -hmm. like, how do you even like, you can't relax. No, you can't at all. You can't. And it was, I think it was in a way kind of healthy. And usually Marcus is the reason that I end up, um, he's the reason that I end up kind of coming to a place where I can grieve things. Like whenever I've been in relationships or things have been hard, like grandma's been sick for a long time. And when he's gone missing before, like he's the reason I usually break down. So it was really healthy because last Thursday I had a full mental breakdown between the more, like time of like 4.30 AM and like 11 AM. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to get my shit together and um, I'm going to go to my parents' house. And we we did Dana's cooking show. I saw that. That was Let hilarious. Let me tell you what. Dana's cooking show brings so <laughs> many people joy in the weirdest way. Can like, you keep that up? Everybody's been asking me for it. And I'm like, I'm done posting on my personal social media. And everybody's like, but can you just do Dana's cooking show? Yeah. People here live for, for that. I mean, we're here for it. It came up accidentally on Thanksgiving and now it just won't stop. She's so funny. She is. Well, I mean... Yeah, you got your, is your dad funny too? My dad's pretty funny. I feel like my dad's more the funny one. My mom doesn't get funny in public though. Like she's very serious and like keeps it together. I mean, she looks like a full-size Barbie doll. Yeah, she does. She's beautiful. So she really like presents herself that way. My mom and I could not be more different. I mean, I see a lot of resemblance. Well, no, no, physically we look alike, but like, oh, sorry. Um, Physically we look alike, but like literally we are so she's different. very like reserved yeah. and she seems like she just has it all together she's so oh, yep. perfect mm-hmm. like so put together I'm like here I am this hot mess at my event sweating like how are you let me yeah. help you find some gloves yeah she's obsessed with you guys like anytime oh. she knows that BLFT is going to be somewhere she's like um so like that dinner we went to yeah uh, South Creek South Creek yeah, she was like cute she's like we have to go Brittany we have to go I'm like okay mom let's go I mean, I appreciate it. If you're going to buy me more pizza. people like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's been wild. And I'm just I'm super grateful for everything. You know, business has been really crazy as well. And um, I'm just trying to navigate all the weirdness. And you have I'm, something every night of the week. I have every something every tonight. I'm driving up to Truckee. So this will be tomorrow. And then, yeah, Wednesday, we have a event where we're going to be making candles. And then Thursday, we're at the Tamarack together. Yeah, I'm so. excited for that. But I'm always with friends, and I'm, I'm just so grateful. So uh, speaking of which, um, I'm super grateful for our guest today. I know. I know. I'm really excited. And I can't wait to get into the backstory and just, like, how she got to own this incredible business here. I know. I know. I'm really excited. 
So, Britt, because this is in your wheelhouse, why the Automobile Museum? I mean, you know, for me, it's about the cars all day long. I love cars. I like old cars, new cars, all the things. For me, the fact that they have the DeLorean here and the Batmobile in the same room is like, it's, it's like, a, it's ha- it makes my heart happy. Um, so that's why for me, but I think for like someone like us, like doing things with all of our friends, like yeah, 160 the of our close friends yes. could go to the theater. In any movie that you want, they have so many things to offer. The space camp for your kids, if you like need a little break yeah. or you want to look at the cars. Reno's just really lucky to have it. It's one of the biggest collections, I think, in the country, yeah. which is awesome. It's so cool. And the fact that it's here in the biggest little city is like the coolest thing ever. So yeah, grab a bottle of tequila yeah. and come on into the theater. Yes, back to the future. Get all your friends, 160 of them. So the whole town of Reno. So everyone you know. <laughs> and watch a movie. Yep. You can find tickets at the uh, automuseum.org. Yeah. And yeah, that's where, that's where you go get your tickets. Perfect. Fun day. All right, yeah. So we are here with Nicole Shutt. She is the owner of Studio Sculpt here in Reno. This was one of the very first studios I started working out at when I moved here to Reno, back to Reno. Um, I was looking for a studio that had like that high energy vibe, great aesthetic and a killer workout. And Nicole and her team delivered. I mean, it kicks my ass every time, but I'm having so much fun sculpting like during the class that like, and it's all the best hits. Like the music is so high energy. Everything's so fun that I didn't even notice the burn. I mean, like day two, you notice the burn for sure, for <laughs> sure. Um, so yeah, Nicole, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You guys, I am so honored to be here with both of you. I've been honestly fangirling over this podcast because it's so on point with everything I'm going through both in my business and in my personal life. So thanks for having me, you guys. I'm so happy to hear that. We are so excited to have you and we can't wait to learn more about your business, how you got started. Um, But before we get into that, tell us what you did before you started Studio Sculpt. I have known you for quite some time now. I know a little bit about you. I know that you went to U of A and I think you majored in dance, yeah. which is so cool. So um, just like give us the rundown. Yeah. So a little kind of bio on me. Um, I graduated from the University of Arizona in 2012 with my BFA in dance. And like my claim to fame is that I actually use my degree, which yeah. I'm sure my parents were like, what is she going to do with this? And it's like, <laughs> mom, dad, I use it every day. So that's pretty exciting. Um, I did get my Pilates certification while I was in school. So when I moved back to Reno, I started teaching and managing in the fitness industry. And I've been doing that um, ever since. I've been the operations manager for two separate boutique bar franchises in Reno. And I've taught reformer Pilates at a bunch of different local Pilates studios and then opened Studio Sculpt in June of 2020. I mean, that is so awesome. So yeah, 2020. Yeah, you I was said? gonna say so like yeah. in the thick of COVID. Basically yeah. the worst time to open a business That's on physical. top of that, like a fitness studio. Yeah. Oh it my was gosh. it was a challenge for sure. So that's when I started going was 2020. And I remember like it just was chaos and like doing a high intensity because it's it is, it's cardio. Yeah. Like you're sculpting and everything like that. But like we were wearing masks and and everyone was at a 10. Like people were so stressed. It was back when people were dying. I know people still are, but it was back when we didn't really know much. And like people were wiping down their groceries. And so like a workout studio, people were probably like, no. And you're like, hi, this is my dream. And I'm just going to open it (laughs) right now. Yeah. Um, And I think it was hard too, because 
it really was 50-50 where you had people that were all pro-mask, wiping everything down over the top. And then you had people that are like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. So trying to like the inner people pleaser in me, it was such a struggle because I'm trying to appeal to both groups of people, make everyone feel comfortable. Don't make, make sure that I don't have anyone feeling like I'm forcing them to do something. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's like, I couldn't really give my opinion. I had to stay very neutral. Um, so it was an interesting, and you don't want to like lose time. clients when no. you're first starting out. Oh yeah. yeah, it's like I, it's like how could I do this? So I really, I mean, we social distance everybody, yep. and then I mean, people wore masks, and some people wore them underneath their chin, but we figured it out. We made it happen. You, you know? handled that with so much grace, honestly, because I remember like I needed to work out more than ever because I my anxiety was at an all time high, oh, yeah. and like you, like I said, I mean, as soon as you were able to open your doors back up, you did, but you did it like socially distanced. We had the masks, like we did the workout. It was all still quality while you were there in store, but you pivoted, you did your online studio. Yeah. So you did online classes. Well, that was like one of the things I think, I mean, obviously the pandemic has been horrific, but at the same time for me as a business owner, I had to learn to pivot and I had to adapt. I couldn't have it my way. Yeah. I couldn't be a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be hard on myself. It's just wake up every day and do the best that you can. Yep. And I know I remember the very, very first class I taught, it was like, you know, the mass and the social distancing and everybody was kind of different energy and I didn't know what to expect. And at the end of the class, we do this one minute uh, meditation yep. where we slow it down. Um, the music gets really loud. One hand's your heart, one hand's your low abs and you breathe. And I looked around and so many of the women were like tearing up yeah. and crying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this, people need this. Like yeah. we, we hadn't been together in a room feeling other people's energy. Oops, sorry, I'm knocking things. Um, feeling other people's energy or um, really just experiencing human connections, smiling at people. Like yeah. we needed that so bad. It was, yeah. yeah. And it's like not how you pictured it going no. when you opened your studio. But like the fact that you adapted, congratulations, Thanks. you're still around. That's incredible. Be proud of yourself. Yeah. You've Thank already you. been through the hardest thing. So yeah. hopefully, yeah, yeah, hopefully fingers crossed. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as far as like what made you start? Because like I got to the point. So the fitness industry is challenging, especially if it's something that you're doing full time. So I hit a point in my fitness career where there was really no longer any room for me to grow. I was 29. I was working six to seven days a week as a teacher and operations manager. And then I was working at other Pilates locations just for like additional income. And I was making decent money, which I mean, I was hustling. So I was making decent money, but I lacked time, flexibility. It was impossible to save money. It was impossible to find a boyfriend, have a boyfriend. I always told myself that um, the fitness industry for me was just being a part of a studio teaching and then the teacher training aspect. I love that um, as well. Movement is really my passion and managing was just something I happened to be good at. But it got to the point where I basically had a um, mid midlife crisis, which I think we've all had um, one of those. And I knew I wanted to create my own content and design a class that was inclusive to all bodies. So really taking into consideration um, women who are pregnant, postpartum, um, all the injuries under the sun, shoulder, knee, hips. Um, And I knew I could create a class that would accommodate it all and still be 
challenging, still have high energy, great music. Like I knew we could fit it all under that umbrella. So um, I quit my job. Heck yes. Yay. <laughs> and then uh, shelter in place happened. Woo. So it's just a lot of change. Um, so scary. But I debuted my class format on Instagram Live and I just taught Instagram classes every morning at 7 a.m. for several months. And um, honestly, the feedback that I got from people, the internet relationships that I made with all my clients was really just the confirmation that I needed to be like, you can do this by yourself. Yeah. Those are the lifelong ones that like, honestly, sometimes and recently this has been the place that I go like Haven Influx's Instagram inbox is like the happiest place for me because my customers are just like sharing the product and like happy to get like orders come through that way. Like it just does bring you joy. So and taking that moment to be like, wow, this is exactly why I started. Like this is my life. Yeah. Um, What is one thing that you hope that you can leave your clients with? So I strongly believe that movement is one of the greatest forms of therapy. And I think you all have kind of spoken to that in even some of these past podcasts. And the goal really was to just create a safe space where clients can take a full hour to be physically present and actually connected to their bodies. Mm -hmm. So it really is for me all about that physical and emotional release you get when you move. I 100% believe in that. It is something that I live by. Like, I seriously say that when I get on my treadmill, I'm going to church because it feels like that. It just like, I feel like I can take on my day after I work out. But before it, I'm like, I don't know what it is. But yeah, it's a good antidepressant. I mean, everything feels a lot more chill after Mm -hmm. a workout class. And also when you've done the hardest thing, like making your body and pushing through like really hard movements. Like today I'm super sore and I went to Pilates this morning and I'm like, some of those moves I couldn't do, but I was like, you did them anyway. Yeah. If you can do that, you can do anything. Like, yeah. yeah, Being sore, you're like, hell yeah, I did something. Yeah. One of my clients always says, she says she gets the best downloads when she moves her body. And I love that because it's, it's so true for your business, for your family, for Mm -hmm. life, how you handle things. Um, I feel like I get all of that from movement. Because you have to connect with your body. Like yeah. you, your mind has to connect to your body. And well, you have to move I feel like it. it's something that wasn't really valued before. And so people didn't really understand the benefits of it right. back in the day. And now we're all embracing it. And it's just, I mean, the benefits are obviously everything we've said. Yeah. I mean, so obviously we use movement to like get us through the hard things in life. Give us an hour a day. But uh, what is something you wish that you were better at? Um. This will really hit home probably for both of you, but just saying no. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yes. <laughs> um, I've gotten significantly better since the studio opened, but I still find myself just trying to accommodate people. I just, mm-hmm. I think I was so nervous when we first opened about being successful that anybody that wanted my time, I would give it to them. And right. over time, what has happened, my self-care has gone through the window, which I know everybody experiences, so I'm really trying to get back on the bandwagon of setting aside time for me and for self-care and um, for not feeling bad about telling someone, I can't take you as a private client because I'm teaching six sessions today, you know, like acknowledging like that's enough. Actually, that's probably more than enough and you don't need to do that much. It's so so hard though when you're in business and your main goal is to be successful and you want it so bad 
So when you start off like that and you start treating your clients, in, in my case, customers, like on this level, it's so hard to retreat, right? right. Because then they have this level of uh, this expectation from you. Oh, yeah. And then I'm guilty of that. Like, right. I'm always available. Right. Or I can always move people around or I can always teach that class. And and you set that. You set that standard. Yeah. So. Something that has really helped me is I take Sundays and I've talked about it on the podcast. But since I started doing that, I've just – and I protect that time. Right. Like, and that has helped me so much. I don't know if that's something that you can do, but if you can block off like an afternoon or one day a week or something that in you, in your mind, know that that time is available for you to do the things that you need to do, that has been a game changer for me. Yeah. And that's, I do the same thing and I do do it unintentionally because it's football season. My dad and I, (laughs) it's a non-negotiable Sunday is for football and for family. And so um, I do a similar thing and we just veg out all day long. And if I don't get that, I didn't get that this last weekend. I'm, I'm running on. Yeah. You feel it. This week. You feel it. And I mean, I'm not going to, to your point, I'm not going to get a free day because it's my friend's birthday. And like, you know, I haven't seen my neighbors in a while. So between now it's Tuesday between now and Christmas, I have two free nights, two, which is, I only have three nights. To be so we'll see how that goes. another question for her. yeah Sorry. okay backing whoa, out just have, i'm yeah. like whoa my week never mind this <laughs> yeah. isn't about right. me. Just anxiety just sets <laughs> in right. you're yeah. all no and it got heavy okay be <laughs> present be present okay yeah. um nicole things get hard in business what keeps you going what's your why well honestly it can't get any harder than um 2020 i feel like COVID, in general, the covid 19 but um it it's so cliche but i'm gonna say it anyway it's i'm living my dream and the quote keeps popping up especially like on instagram every time i sign on it's like you're living the life you used to pray for yeah you see that Mm -hmm. and i and i think about that all the time and that kind of is what puts me in check that i am in this position to work for myself to work for my teachers my clients who are my dearest family members and friends and that's all I ever wanted was to be able to show up and move with people. And for me, I feel the most alive and the most myself at the front of the classroom with a microphone on. Absolutely. Like that is me in full Nicole form. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, That's That's killer. I mean, and what a like good way. And that is so true. You know, we get all this anxiety and get so anxious about the things that we have going on in our business day to day. Like even me, I just did it. And it's like, you know, this is, what past me wish for. Yeah. yeah. Like I dreamed of this. You did. Right. And now I'm here and it's hard, but it's never going to get hard. And I think you said it the other day or somebody said it. We were talking and it was like you, someone asked how the other person was and we were like, yeah, it's like really, really, really hard. And also it's so beautiful. Yeah. 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 So it really is. And I mean, success, I've said this on the podcast too, but success is measured in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And I think that when I first started my business, um, I truly wanted to help people feel confident through clothing. But I also like had a lot of like monetarial, like I wanted to make a lot of money, which I'm not ashamed of at all. But now I'm like being able to touch people and still Mm -hmm. make the money. Like I'm not as focused on it. Don't get me wrong. 
Yeah, like sales are what matters to me. But like at the same time, it's like, this is so cool. And I understand my position is to like truly help people. Right. Yeah. And you can do both. You right. can make yeah. money and still be following your passion and your dream. Right. You know? I mean, and I think that something to be said also is like, you're like, I quit my job. Don't people out there, don't quit your job <laughs> until you truly know and do your research and put the work in before. It's not all freaking butterflies and rainbows. It's so hard. And if you don't have that drive and if you haven't done the work beforehand to truly want this, it's going to be even harder. Yeah. For me, it was like I had to quit and have that moment of panic. Not that I, 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 knew, I, I knew I had a backup plan. I knew I had other jobs. Right. I knew I could keep a roof over my head. It wasn't like I wasn't being crazy yeah. like that. It was more I had to like start from scratch, like blank piece of paper. Okay. What's the plan? Let's right. do it. And it, there's like a fire under your ass. Oh, it's yeah. like, this is mine, mm-hmm. all mine. I don't have to ask for approval from anyone. Nope. And it's kind of scary because for a long time you have like these safety nets of like bosses and everything that yeah. put in their input and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. But like, no, this is you. Yeah. You have those guidelines or people holding your hands or someone right. who's setting expectations, but it is the most terrifying, most rewarding when it's like you set the expectation. Yep. Right. What does that look like? And at for the you? end of the day, you're betting on yourself. Totally. And honestly, I would do that 10 out of 10. Yep. Same. I can depend on myself, right. it turns out. Yeah. Right. And fear. You can. <laughs> yeah. It turns out. Turns out. It turns out. <laughs> and fear is just fuel, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, fear is purely fuel for me. If I get scared enough, I can do pretty much anything. I'm just scared all day, every day. It just fuels me through my freaking day. <laughs> I wake up, I'm like, it's going to be a scary one. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's um, get into some more fun things here. I love a, uh, you know, like the good, the bad, and the rapid fire sort of a situation. So that's kind of how you describe our rapid fire. Um, some questions for you. And they don't have to be super rapid fire. You okay. decide how you want them to okay. be. Um, if you could go back, what would you, would you do it again? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that. um, and honestly, I would even do it during a pandemic again, wow. because I think for me, <laughs> it, it made me, it made me a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think when I opened this, I couldn't say that I, I am good at managing others, but in terms of, you know, all the way from a business loan to those back end things that I never really had to running payroll taxes, like things that I had never had to deal with before. Um, it really made those no big deal and not so scary when you are facing, you know, all these rules and regulations and you have OSHA coming to your business right. and the city checking up on you. And, um, it, it, I think I touched on this earlier, but it forced me to adapt and I needed that. I needed that to be good at the business side of it. It's almost like you have to be like drug through the mud. Yeah. But going through that gives you the confidence to know that A, you're capable mm-hmm. and you prove it to yourself. Right. And then yeah. it's empowering. And so once you do that, you're like, okay, it's not that bad. And like you've already proven it to yourself that you can handle things. And I think for my clients and teachers to see me handle that too, it was it was empowering and I think they were able to put a lot of trust in me knowing that like if I can get through this like we're gonna make it like you're not signing up for a membership and the studio is going away in six months like yeah. I'm fighting and we're here to stay yeah you know? awesome and Good you were providing you. that consistency I mean that is so like 
relatable because we opened up around the same time. I was October 2020 and it is true. It's like glass. All of a sudden there was a shortage and it was like, you have to learn how to like, I will never not be able to get products again. I will figure out how to pivot every single time, time and time again. And it's, it is, I don't, you're when like, you, I don't want to go through it, but I know I can. I know. And like, and when you just said that, that's why I was like, whoa. Cause yeah. I was like, no, that's true. Like that resonates mm-hmm. with me because I went through all of the hardest things in business. What did, what would like six months mm-hmm. first six months of business? I, I can't imagine because I mean, we're five years into business, but 2020, we clawed and scratched our way through that year. I mean, in adapting and doing the same things, but first year business is so overwhelming as is. You're like, I don't even know. Is this how I tie my shoes? Like yeah. it makes you oh, yeah. question every single thing about you. So yeah. I'm super proud of you guys. That's incredible. I mean, and it really like takes you, it really takes you on the fast track of like, cause for me, there was a lot of personal things that I went through in that time too. So it was like, you really learned some stuff quickly about everything in your, you, I am so sure of myself in this moment, like as this person today that like, that a girl. You yeah. can't be shaken. And do you feel that way oh, too? hundred percent. It's like anything, things that once would have, I mean, shook me or, or upset like rocked me. your world. Yeah. yeah. It just, but not a big deal. Yeah. It's, it's just underlying confidence yeah. of like, mm-hmm. I got this. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. you believe in yourself, right? It's yeah. like the insecurity has, it's so exposing when you go through something like that. You're like, all your insecurities come out. You're just like filleted freaking exposed for everyone to see and then all of a sudden you're like no I'm rising from the ashes and I'm freaking coming back okay another question for you if you weren't doing this if you could do anything else what would you be doing okay I have two things do you ever wish you could like live your 20s again just Mm -hmm. to like maybe just to try something else girl I was married to patch up a few mistakes but like I would stay in this current state but I would there's a couple things I um I wish I could go back and because I grew up dancing and I wish I could go back and do redo some of my auditions that I had with the confidence that I have now in my 30s. Oh, 100. I always think about that with softball. I'm like, if if you went back now and played, I would have been so much better. Holy smokes. Yeah. You just let things roll off and you have more fun and you're just in a totally better perspective. You're like, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. 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 But I also think I would have got out there and just freaking rocked whatever audition I, 100. whatever I wanted to do, I feel like I could have totally done it. I love that. So there's that. But also, I really, I, so I still have time to do this. This doesn't have to repeat my 20s. But um, I would be whoever decorates the window displays for like Pottery Barn and West Elm. Oh my God. I would, I would thrive. I'd that love would, it. Honestly, I love decorating. Your aesthetic. I was talking to my girlfriend who's an interior designer, and she, I was like, just go on, on her website yeah. real quick. <laughs> Yeah. Check out the studio. And oh she was gosh, like, this things. is top notch. I feel like you guys have similar aesthetics. We do. Yeah, yeah. we do. As we sit here in all black, all three oh, of us. Totally. All three of us <laughs> I all black. when you guys walked in. I'm I was like, like, this is the aesthetic. So this is the Bob <laughs> dress code. Yeah. You have to wear all black. All black. I launched the black mat and Nicole was the first was one the to first. be like, yeah. what the hell? These are amazing. Like, like we need these in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I knew you would say that. Yeah. So funny. Oh my God. So name one high of last year and one low, like one specific moment. Um, the high was our one year anniversary. And I feel like that's so relatable and just, it was like this moment. I think I cried a lot that day, which is so silly, but it was for me the first day that I felt myself take a deep breath. Like we made it to one year. We are a profitable business. Our clients are happy. The teachers love it here. 
you're doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. I think I really try to relish in that day and my family was so supportive and excited. And um, yeah, that was like the high. Like we did it. We can keep doing it. That's awesome. Like, I mean, yeah. This is very, I forgot that we opened around the same time. So this is it's, very relatable you're for like me. Flashbacks. Yeah, I'm having, I'm like, yeah, that's dead on. Um, and then what was your one low moment? Oh, low, um, which, I mean, you guys have really been touching on grief a lot. But my, we lost my boyfriend's mom to COVID <gasps> shortly oh after Christmas. Oh, my God. Oh. And that was such a crazy time because, I mean, as you guys know, around the holidays, it's just crazy business-wise. Yeah. Fitness industry is kind of interesting because it slows down a lot around yeah. Christmas. So just you're anxious just because classes maybe aren't full with wait lists all the time. So there was the business part of it, but then also I was in a fairly new relationship and we were still in the honeymoon phase of things. So it was trying to navigate um, grief and sadness and our relationship and then be present in my business. And it turns out you can't do it all at the same no. time, mm-hmm. which you're, yep. you're talking about. Yep. I mean, Brett is is in there. She's living that right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So um, that was, it was a teaching moment for me in that you have to prioritize things differently. And um, and I had to take a step back and I had to rely on people, which is hard. Mm-hmm. I, I had that's to my hardest. ask my teachers to take care of me. And I had to ask my front desk girl to take care of me. And, um, and it, it was, it was challenging, but a, a huge learning learning curve there to give um, yourself some grace yeah. when like your personal life is pulling you away a little oh, bit more yeah. than your business because like our natural reaction is to just per- like give all of our energy into our business all the time all the time and so you almost feel like you're failing if you're not doing that but when your personal life needs you yeah. I mean you're nothing without the relationships in the loved ones in your life yeah. so you have to be able to give that without feeling that you're letting your business down yeah yeah it's hard to do Easier said than done. Yeah. Um, how do you take care of yourself? Um, well, that's a loaded question. After covering all of this, I'm yeah. I'm really, really trying to um, focus a little bit more on self-care. I mean, I remember the very first podcast you guys did. I was in my car. I actually messaged it right after. I was just like crying in my car because I'm like, I am not doing any of these things that you guys are discussing. Like, how do I take care of myself? Um, and and still be present in my business. Like, how do I set boundaries? I think that's what it really comes down to and what my focus is for this next year. Like, that's my New Year's resolution is turning my phone off on Sundays, setting dates, um, you know, finding those hours and prioritizing self-care. So I'll say it's in the works. Oh, girl, <laughs> yeah. It's always in the works. It's always yes. in the works. It's not all chaos, right? It's not always all sad. What is the funniest thing that happened that's happened in your business thus far? Oh my gosh. We always have like all sorts of bloopers in class. I had one class, the fire alarm was going off and it had been going off for three days, like randomly. But I had a 945 class, full class with a wait list, fire alarm starts going off. And I'm looking around at everybody and I'm like, I'm going to keep teaching 
whoever wants to stay, stay. Not a single person left. <laughs> they all so stayed. Awesome. And afterward, like right at the end, of course, the fire alarm goes off, like as we're doing our final stretch at the very end. And um, one of the moms was just like, one day you'll have kids and you'll know that this fire alarm is nothing. Yeah, she just so walked awesome. out. So it was great. Perspective. I mean, so cool. yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's awesome. So funny. What's your sign? I'm an Aries. Ooh. So I'm a um, fiery asshole, I think, is I mean, like kind of the way that people describe me. Or the best <laughs> is that I read is I'm the person that you want to do a group project with because I'll do it all and I'll have no problem with you not participating. Fantastic. You know? Good to know. Just, uh, but I'm getting better at group projects Listen. in terms of delegating. Right. If we start another business, we'll have you join with us. Thank you. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> what are you, Britton? I'm a Taurus. Oh, that explains everything. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. I mean, like, why you and I are, like, so friendly with each what other. What are you? I'm an Aquarius, so I have um, no emotions. But I have so many emotions, stop. I just don't share them with anybody. You do. No, I don't share them with people. I oh, don't yeah. like to. I'm That's confused. fine. Breaking it's not important. Honestly, I just like to keep things interesting. And my best friend, Jess, made me put that question on there. So thanks a lot, Jess. We have to continue forward with it. Um, who is your celeb crush? Um, it's not a guy. Oh, oh, I love this. Wait, hold on. Let me guess. Julianne Huff? No. Okay. But she is so cute. I just thought like dancer. You okay. can't not love her. No, I, I'm obsessed with Julia Roberts. I always have been. Oh, like Julia Roberts cool. and then, I mean, and Megan Fox. Oh, I know wow. she's like maybe a little controversial right now, but no, I mean, I, I just love that. her. I'm That's here cool. for Megan Fox all day long. Yeah. I like all, the like, classic. But Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman, like there's just. Oh. Yeah. That's my favorite it. movie. It's just so good. It's, Anytime I don't feel good, I watch them. I mean, I was me like better. more in love with Richard Gere, TBH, oh, yeah. but okay, yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I went the female route. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Fine. I'm cool with that. Uh, what's a book that has changed your life? Um, you guys aren't going to be super impressed with this because I feel like I basically read historical fiction is my favorite. Okay. Like if you want to know about Henry VIII and his six wives, I can tell you all about that. But um, <laughs> In terms, I am listening to a book. I'm just like listening to one on my phone right now whenever I get in the car. And it's, I'll have to get the title, but it's about burnout just in general. Okay. And nice. um, one of my clients who's also a therapist recommended it to me. Okay. And um, it's like the secret to burnout or something like I'm that. I'm going to need but, that. Um, yeah, could you send that? But so far, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that far into it. But um, it's actually been the first kind of more self-help help book that I've read that I'm really enjoying. And it's really speaking to me and yeah. calling me out in a lot of different ways. So I'm hoping that'll help me to kind of organize my my self-care moving forward in this next year. I mean, honestly, what a relative, relevant um, topic right now. Yeah. Burnout. Burnout. Is, yeah. Just numb. Yeah. Just numb. Just going through. Yeah. <laughs> just dead inside. Um, and then what is your hype song right now? Oh, I have so many good 90s remixes on my Spotify playlist. Yes, I could not I could not yes, pick one, but there's so many, so many songs that have been remixed up that are just, they just slap. You know? What is your all-time favorite 90s song? Give it to me right now. You have to pick. I don't know. That's hard. That's like What's not. yours? That's not Oof. fair. There's this Aaliyah remix that I have that's so good, but it's not like, I don't know what the name of it is, but it's just like all her songs mashed up into one. I mean, is there an artist that you love so much? Mm. You have the best playlist. Like seriously, and I'm like a sucker. Music to me <laughs> is like 
life. Music is life. What literally I get home and I pour myself like a glass of wine and I open up Spotify and I just sit there for an hour and a half and just listen to music. It's the best. It's so fun. That's Be- some self-care. Good it's, for you. Yeah, totally no, I do, yeah. So I did definitely do that. And that's for the business, but it it is so much so. Self-care. Oh, so you're yeah, you're working nice. Yeah. That's where it blends in. That's the Spotify playlist that are paired on the uh-huh. candles now. I'm yeah. like, this is the best thing I ever did because it's like kind of like soothing for it's, me. Yeah. It's therapeutic for sure. Yeah. Um we got one last question. Brittany, you want to ask it? Yes. If you could give one piece of advice to someone just starting out, what would it be? Um, I would say that your employees are everything. And it kind of goes back to that take care of the people that take care of you. And when I started Sculpt, my business model was going to be completely teacher focused, which is different than anything I was ever t- like told in any sort of management class or anything like that. Um, I really focus on making sure my teachers are happy and I find that making them a priority, your clients are going to be happy. That's interesting. So making sure they have access to, access to resources, um, that you're workshopping, that you're investing your time and energy into taking them out to dinner or going to get drinks. I'm also the worst. I feel like my teachers are my best friends. And when I leave, like, I literally tell all of them that I love them. So, you know, I don't know. Family businesses. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, it works. So I think sometimes you try and set that, those boundaries with Mm -hmm. your employees, which in a lot of, with a lot of businesses, I think that makes a lot of sense. But for mine, the girls are doing it because they're passionate about mm-hmm. it. So I feel like I have to treat them as such. You yeah. Know, they're they're there awesome. to help me and to be there for our clients. Well, and you have many entrepreneurs under you. Oh, like yeah. Like at the end of the day, like they run their own schedule. They do yeah. their own business. They get to decide what classes they're going to teach. So 100%. they're a small version of you in, yeah, that, so in cool. that sense. Yeah, it's really so, cool. And you can value people while still keeping some boundaries. And yeah. it sounds like you value them and they know that they're valued. And yeah. that is so important. Yeah, yeah. that was that was super important to me. This has been literally one of my favorite podcasts that we have done. I know we've, this is actually only episode four, but I cannot wait to interview more. Like, seriously, thank you for kicking it off for us. Oh this was yeah, you were so happy. I feel so honored. Number one, I love it. It's awesome. I'm so happy. Uh, my first studio in Reno, and now you're my first podcast guest or ours. Um, tell the listeners where they can find you. So Studio Sculpt is in the shops at Bartley Ranch. It's right on Lakeside and McCarran. And if you want to check us out on Instagram, it is at Studio Sculpt Reno. Awesome. I cannot wait for people to try your class. And I'm everyone just- is welcome, like you were saying. So yeah. even if you're new to fitness. Yeah. And um, the first class that you take is always complimentary. So you can always come and try a class out. But we have people in there with every injury underneath the sun. It's low impact. Yep. Um, everything can be modified. You can do it until you give birth. So if that's a good indication of how safe it is, you know. Yeah. I mean, there are so many pregnant women in there. I'm not kidding you. That's like so I awesome. would say there's like two to three pregnant women in every yeah. single one of those classes. And I have a so shoulder cool. injury. It was great. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in for yet another another episode of Brain on Blast. Yeah, thanks to Phoenix Media. Thanks, Nicole, for being here. Yeah, and then uh, you guys can follow along with us at Brit on Blast and at BLFT Reno and at Haven and Flux. Shop us uh, Thursday at the Tamarack. Yeah, come see us Thursday at the Five Tamarack. Five to eight. 
it'll be a good time. If you like the show, you know the deal. Subscribe and review Brit on Blast on whatever platform you're listening to. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we will see you next week. Cheers, y'all.